1: final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe.
2: Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz followed the Nuggets tonight, 115-110. to 110. Hoping to get your Coach Hardy sound coming up here uh, when it's made available to us, but uh, Coach Lacombe, hard-fought loss for the Jazz, and it feels like we've we've talked about a few of these lately over the past couple of weeks. But second night of a back-to-back, extraordinarily shorthanded, and had opportunities to win this one. You can't, uh, you certainly can't ask for more than that.
3: No, I mean, for me, it was you know, even though they lost the game, they won this game uh, in a lot of ways. I mean. To be able to go out there and show as well, to be in a couple possession game. I mean, did you think they were going to go out and be really competitive tonight? In Denver, I did not, no. given the circumstance. I I didn't either. I'm going to be fully honest. I, I knew they'd fight, uh, but their fight was better than you know than I anticipated, and that's been the story all year long. So, uh, Alexander Walker, huge night for him tonight. Twenty seven points, make five threes, and was you know a pest defensively. Um, you know, Beasley found his stroke late. Horton Tucker came in and, and provided a spark, but I think he's one of those guys. You know, it's going or it's not. He was one for seven from three. So, uh, but overall, man, given where the, the, the starting the night, where I thought this game might go, really, really impressed with uh, with everybody involved with Jazz tonight.
2: Nikola Jokic had a triple double: thirty-one points, fourteen assists, twelve rebounds. Locke made a great point; he had to really go out and earn this one. Uh, Jamal Murray had thirty points on thirteen of nineteen. 19- shots. Shooting, so he played great. I mean, they really took a, a big punch from the nuggets and were still in it at the end. Nikhil Alexander Walker, our guy, nah, 40 minutes, 27 points tonight, nine of 16 shooting. Uh, from there, we had uh, Taylor Horton-Tucker, as you mentioned, struggled from three, but did have 19 points, 8 of 18 shooting. Malik Beasley with 19 on 7 of 13 shooting, 4 of 10 from three. Kelly Olenek with 18 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists tonight, 5 of 9 shooting. And then coming off the bench, Walker Kessler in 22 minutes had 10 points, 8 boards, and 3 block shots. Rudy Gay had 5. Obaji had 6. So the Jazz didn't get a ton of production off the bench, but that shouldn't be a surprise because... Well, those bench players were starting tonight.
3: Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot uh, of those guys left. I mean, um, really, Kessler to me off the bench tonight was a—he was was very very good. Um, I thought he came in, protected the rim, did a good job of competing for rebounds, and he he made life really difficult at times one on one with Jokic, just his length. So it's going to be kind of fun to watch that that rivalry develop between those guys. Uh, but overall. Tough performance by the Jazz, great effort, uh, just fall a little short. Let's go to Coach Hardy. Um,
4: some unfortunate missed shots, some unfortunate moments um, down the stretch. You know, that's a really good team we just played. Um, you know, they've been in the playoffs together a lot. they played in a lot of close games and just really, really proud of the way that our guys um, Battled all night long. I thought they executed on both ends of the court. Um, You know, credit to Denver. I thought they actually made a a ton of tough two point jump shots. Um, You know, some of those go down as paint points, but those are not at the rim. Um, That's a really good team. We just played, and I thought our team represented themselves very, very well.
3: You've talked about how the game changes in the clutch late. What did you see from your
5: team uh, in those moments?
4: Yeah, you know, turnovers late in the game continues to be something that we're struggling with. Um, I don't think that our intent is bad. A lot of the turnovers are passing turnovers. Um, but I think, you know, in certain moments we have to understand time and score and, um, you know, what's a high-risk pass and what's, what's not. Um, but, you know, I, I never doubt our team's intent to play together. Um, I think we executed a lot of stuff down the stretch that we wanted to. Um, I think some guys got some good looks and missed, but you know, turnovers late in quarters and late in games, you know, continues to be something that we're emphasizing um, because especially late in the game, you just don't have time to make it up. Um, we gotta we gotta find a way to to get get good shots down the stretch. Um, yeah. And how would you
0: evaluate?
1: A
4: lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Nikhil overall played a very good game. Um, you know, again, in his position, um, taking care of the ball is, is something that's always going to be an emphasis. And, um, you know, back to what I was saying before, like, I think Nikhil's intent to play with his teammates is very, very good. Um, I think most of his turnovers are passing turnovers. And so um, I think he's doing a, a pretty good job making the right read more times than not Um, sometimes the ball doesn't necessarily get delivered on target um, but he works really hard at it and I love the way that Nikhil approaches the game I think he competes on both ends really really hard Um, I don't think that he plays with tunnel vision I think that he's really trying to involve his teammates and and be a part of the group so um, yeah that's a credit to him he's stayed ready all year he works really hard um, with our assistant coaches uh, watches a lot of film um, he's a really good young player First or one of
3: the first times you've seen Leo Bomaro for that long mm-hmm. just what do you see from
6: his game in general and where is he in terms of his development?
4: Uh, Leo is a developing guard um, you know I think we see Leo as, as probably a primary handler like a point guard um, he thinks pass first for sure um, his defense is very good. Um, he guards the ball well. He navigates screens well. Um, I don't know what it is about Argentina, but every Argentinian that I've ever been around is an absolute crazy person and uh, competes every possession like it's the last possession of their life. And um, Leo does that. Uh, his his energy from the second he steps on the floor is contagious to the group. Um, I think he's... He's somebody, you know, for everybody to pay attention to moving forward. Um, you know, he spends a bunch of time in the G League right now to try to get a lot of game minutes. But um, his fire, his mental makeup, his passion for the game is, you know, what we're looking for in our program. Um, you know, he represents a lot of the things that we're trying to represent as an organization. How did you feel
0: like you guys did against
6: Jokic? you multiple guys on
4: him and was switching things times? So. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Um, he's the two-time MVP for a reason. Um, he just has such good footwork and such good patience. Um, you know, his his size for us can be a problem. Um, I think we threw a lot of different guys at him. Um, you know, I think late our activity was very good on him forcing some turnovers. Um, but... You know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, I wish our our guys guarded him better. There's some moments that are just hard. Um, you know, Walker came to the bench at one point and said, like, I'm, I'm trying really hard. And then, Dude, I get it. He's the two-time MVP. Like, uh, you are trying really hard and keep trying hard because this is part of your growth. And, um, you know, he ended up getting a block on him on one possession, which um you know shows that it can be done but uh you know his mind is special he just understands spacing he understands where his teammates are he knows when to shoot and when to pass and you know that's why he ends up with 31 points and 14 assists um it's always a conversation in in coaches meetings you know do you want to double him or do you want to try to make him score um because neither one is a good answer um he's just such an elite player on in all ways offensively um you go double he makes you pay with the pass um you stay home he's he's really just found such a great rhythm in the post uh, over the last like three four years of his career um as a scorer so he's a tough cover and um you know credit to him he, he played the great game tonight
2: there you go, Jazz head coach Will Hardy as the Jazz uh, coming off a loss to the Denver Nuggets tonight, 115-110. to 110. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. For those of you continuing on with us, we'll get Coach Lacombe's thoughts on what we just heard from Coach Hardy right there. We'll hear from the players as well. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Tuesday night. Zion Williamson and the Pelicans will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.
0: Find us at KSLPodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
1: The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Host Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe.
2: Jazz postgame, Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe, Jazz fall tonight. The Nuggets 115 to 110 post game, of course, brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. We just heard from Coach Will Hardy in the uh, last segment. Coach Lacombe covered a lot of ground, but he did talk about some of the things you talked about uh, before and those turnovers and execution uh, issues in the fourth quarter. Tough to do it without your vet, Mike Conley, and a lot of living and learning.
3: There, There is, and the only way through it is through it. Um, there's no way to really diagram it. And tonight, you know, he made the point, I thought his, his, his explanation of self-awareness in relation to shot selection, uh, and then how he kind of doubled back and talked about time and score. Time and score is one of those... Pieces when you talk about a guy who's got a really good feel for the game, you know, it's those guys that understand when you're in a pos- position to attack or when you're in a position to, um, you know, make sure you get something good. There was one play or series of plays in particular, it was 85 85, and the Jazz really tried to force kind of a 50 50 ball um, come down, and on the other end, the the Nuggets in transition go back score um, and the Jazz miss an opportunity the very next play get a play at the rim Kessler isn't able to finish it and an and one the other way all of a sudden you know you're going to go up two and you end up you're down five they fight their way back from that but it's just those series of those things that happen in the fourth quarter that are tough
2: uh, watching the game with you, you had a noticeable reaction uh, to when the Jets were down four with about three minutes to go, and Vanderbilt uh, tried to squeeze in a bounce pass to Malik Beasley, which could have led to a layup, but it was through a lot of traffic and ended up leading to a turnover. Just. You know, throw that one in the second quarter. Don't throw it in the fourth. That kind of thing.
3: And growing up, (laughs) watching the game, you know, I I think of old the great old point guards when I was growing up and watching. And then, you know, we talked about a guy like Steve Nash tonight. His name came up on the airways. But what a guy! Like understood time and score. Understood push and pull. John Stockton was a was magician that way. So that's what they're missing in Mike Conley right now. But again, did anybody think going into tonight, hearing all the news, you know, Clarkson's. The most, the latest one that we heard wasn't going to play. The Jazz were going to have any chance tonight, and I'm telling you, this team's really resilient. Well coached, resilient, and they, they fight.
2: Back to Denver we go. Time to hear from Nikhil Alexander Walker.
6: Um, it could be a lot of things, but they're all small, um, and it's kind of like that's when you have to have the most focus and not like overthinking but that's when you kind of have to be in the zone, in that locked-in moment of personnel, who, ha- who has a hot hand, reading the game. Um, communication has to be at an all-time high and making sure that you're staying solid, I would say. That
5: being said, how do you think you guys performed as a team in, in those moments
6: tonight? Um, I think... For us to be shorthanded, uh, everyone playing a new role, the fact that it was a game, the fact that we came out of half, had a 38-point quarter and a third to put us in the game, I think we shouldn't have been in that position by paper or definition or whatever you want to say. But I think the fact that we were says that we did the right things, says that we played together, um, we fought hard, uh, and each guy tried to step up and do the best that they could.
0: Your this season
6: come Why do you think that is? Um, intention. Uh, a lot of the the reads, I think, I'm trying to make too fast. i um, just being a little more patient. Uh, some of them, right idea, just gotta get it there. A lot of it's execution. Uh. I would say tonight I have one where I know it should have been the read. And for me, I'll continue to grow and get better at that, but I'll also continue to learn. And I'll I'll, I'll take making the right mistake with the right intention and just not executing it because that just means I'm on that right path. And uh, it's only up from here. You, you guys talked, you know, you
5: talked about how you guys weren't expected to be in this game, right, with everyone out. What was the conversations like in the huddles
3: as you guys were kind of staying competitive and, and you know, had the lead at multiple points? You know,
6: how did that kind of unfold from your guys in front of you? Um, overall, I would say... We went into the game with belief. I mean, again, since the beginning of the season, people counted us out. This is one of the nights where they probably for sure counted us out. And I think we went in with a chip on our shoulder like we always do. And, I mean, it's an opportunity to play. I mean, I know I want this opportunity to play. I know Taylor wants this opportunity to play. Everyone who played tonight wanted an opportunity to play, and we took advantage of that. And we've seen that as a chance to try to win a game. Um, We didn't worry about who was on the court, who wasn't there. And I think that's what kept us in the game, that we believed in ourselves, we believed in each other, and we kept going.
2: There you go, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And, uh, you know, he's stepping into the starting lineup, had a great game tonight, 27 points, three rebounds, two assists. He was 9 of 16 from the field, 5 of 10 from three. And I like him saying, you know, he made a m- mistake on his reads and, and is learning from it. And I like that kind of, you know, uh, Self-reflection, I suppose, and uh, it's tough to make mit- mistakes sometimes. He had a great game. He's out there talking about the team winning and how he can be better. I love that stuff.
3: No, it's you can tell he's very thoughtful and his approach to the game is one of development. I think you see that when you you've watched him play in his time here. Tonight, he, he, he had it going, and I think he had a ton of confidence. I've seen his confidence over a couple of positive performances increase. Um, you know, he's playing his, his way into a, a very interesting piece. Um, and, you know, a guy you can count on to really guard, you know, be out there. And if nothing else, you've always got a guy out there, um, on the perimeter that can really lock down. I, I liked, I liked his, his contemplation. I like a guy who coming off a great night always is looking for more.
2: He's obviously got a lot more confidence. I mean, he's playing like a, not not like a, there's not a lot of timid nature to his, well, let me, I'm not saying this very well. When he first started playing his way on the floor a few weeks ago, I mean, it was, it no, was he, defense, it was ball pressure, and offensively it was a little timid, right? He didn't want to make a mistake, exactly. yeah, all those sorts of things, and now he, he, feels like he 's much more comfortable and much more confident, even when he is making a mistake or two.
3: A story around that from my life um, you know I, I broke into college coaching kind of later in my life and uh, my good friend and now retired uh, talked to him from time to time he 's in several retirement leagues out in south Carolina, in Hilton head where he 's living now, Randy Ray. Uh, he and I would carpool uh, when he when I first started working up at the university of utah, and we 're in the car and Randy told me one thing he said, "Hey, a guy told me this when I started my career i 'm going to throw it at you. You can do with it what you want, but it is be seen, not heard. you know when you break into a place, be have people notice the things you do as opposed to the things you say." And it really stuck with me. You know, if I had maybe a comment in a meeting that wasn't pertinent, um, I would rather, you know, do a little research on my own and then I would be a little more comfortable. But I I thought that was pertinent. And to Nod, Nod goes out there and yeah, he doesn't want to upset the apple cart, doesn't want to start taking guys' shots. But he's earned the right now. You know, he's put a ton of skin in the game. Guys have seen he's gotten better and and he had a great game tonight.
2: He did, and and I think he's played his way pretty firmly into this rotation. Now again, when you know Mike Conley plays, and uh, he played last night, didn't play tonight, probably not a shocker, and some of those uh, point guard minutes go back to him, we'll see you know, how uh, Coach Hardy continues to divide up the minutes and uh, in the rotation. But there's going to be, if, if we know anything, Coach, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for everybody. Hardy has not shown himself to be married to any sort of rotation, and obviously is more than open to giving guys the opportunity to step in and fill roles.
3: And, you know, in this situation, I absolutely love it yeah. um, because it is a starting point. It, it, I don't want to say it's a start up, but it's a, it's a restart of an organization with a whole bunch of new faces. So let's see what everybody can do. Um, and why get stuck, as he said? Why put people in boxes? Let's let's see what people can do. I really like the innovative approach. And so far, we've learned a lot about guys we didn't know much about. Let's get uh, to your Master of the Glass, presented by Safe Light Auto
2: Glass. Proud presenters of this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, Kelly O'Linick, finishes the game tonight with nine rebounds. Uh, in 33 minutes to go along with his 18 points. Uh, shout out to Walker Kessler, though, who had 8 boards in 22 minutes, 10 points and 3 blocks. Man, he he piles up stats at an alarming rate, doesn't he? How
3: about the, the lob between he and uh, he received the Linux lob and dunked that thing kind of sideways, but your 4 and your 5 creating down the lane, that was beautiful. He he shows a lot of promise, and and Locke talked about how they switched up the
2: the starting lineup again, and Kessler was uh, was back coming off the bench. I would guess we'll see him start plenty of games this season, as well as he's played, and maybe even that will be depending a little bit on matchups. So, um yeah, he continues to be a huge huge bright spot for this Jazz team, there's no doubt. Jazz fall tonight 115 to 110 to the Denver Nuggets. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at com. We're hoping to get you some more sound coming up. It's
1: your Jazz post game. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. score is printed, Jake Scott and the coach Tim LaCombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Oh my!
2: Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott coach Tim LaCombe, Jazz Falls tonight to the Nuggets, 115-110 to 110 Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com Jazz came up just a bit short and uh, we talked about this a little bit uh, coach Lacombe. it really took a, a haymaker type effort from the Nuggets to get this victory i mean they got 61 points between Nick, uh, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray 30 for Jamal 31 for Jokic Jokic had a triple double 31 Fourteen assists and twelve rebounds. Jokic played thirty-five minutes. Jamal Murray played thirty-six. And I thought it was funny when we heard from Will Hardy. He said a little anecdote about Walker Kessler coming over to the bench and said, "Coach, I'm trying." And Coach Hardy said, "Yeah, I know. He's he's really good." I don't walk, but I thought that was great from Coach Hardy revealing a little moment there with a with a rookie. Like I got a rookie, yeah. He's two-time MVP, and he does this to a lot of
3: folks. Get, go out there and keep trying. <clears throat> Just get in line, punch your ticket, do your best. Um, no, I, and I really have enjoyed Coach Hardy's anecdotes. You know, I think he's been pretty open in talking about how he deals with each guy. Uh, but no, that was a good battle, and I do agree it took D- Denver's a game. I mean, it took everything. Uh, that was coming into it. I don't think they thought Jazz on the second night of a back-to-back down all those guys. As the day went on, more names added to the list. Yeah, right. Uh, and they're sitting there thinking, we we might catch a break tonight. The Jazz did not let them off the hook easy.
2: Uh, no, they did not. And I thought Denver, I mean, you know... There are games out there where uh, you know maybe Denver saw the injury list and decided that to be effort would get a victory. I didn't. I didn't get that from the Nuggets at all. At some point early in this game, they realized they were going to have to play well to win it, and Denver didn't play badly at all. Fifty four point seven point seven percent from the field. They were eight of twenty six from uh, from three, but they had twenty eight assists and forty seven made field goals. We mentioned Nick, Nikola Jokic's triple double. Uh, Contavius Caldwell Pope played well tonight. Fifteen. Points on just 6-of-9 shooting. Aaron Gordon had 15 points on 7-of-13 shooting. Uh, so, you know, I thought uh, Denver was a little bit uh, shorthanded as well, but I, I thought the Nuggets had to play well to get this victory.
3: Yeah, they did, and, and they did play well. They got all the key pieces to step up. Um, And, and, you know, Jokic, we just talk about it. I don't want to, like, skip over the fact he had a triple-double and made it look pretty darn easy. Um, The guy is just amazing. Uh, 14 assists, you know, the ball being able to – you trust him so many times just putting the ball in his hands in every situation – And it just pays off. He's he's wonderful to watch. Um, He's he's definitely one of the best big men I've seen in my life. Um, And so you hate to see it, hate to see them win, but uh, Jokic is is sure terrific.
2: I still think you know the fact that he's kind of a one-sided player hampers him a little bit. So uh, you know, but I mean, there there are a few basketball players who've ever been on this earth that are more skilled.
3: No no question.
2: The the guy plays basketball like it's a geometry test. You know, he knows all the angles and is delivering passes where they need to go. You know, all those nice things that we say about Mike Conley. uh, You know, Nikola Jokic brings all of those to the table, and he's a center.
3: You just don't see that uh, very often, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, when you get a big guy with great hands and vision. Um, and then that he 's that great a threat to score i like coach Hardy said i just don 't know what you tell guys because you can throw all sorts of different looks at him, but i 'll promise you he 's seen them, and he 's got the counter so patience, you have to be patient, you have to live through some really good play and I, and I do think he would say tonight he was in a ball game, you know he, the jazz pushed them and pushed him If
2: you were to build a defender you know to to combat him, who would it be? man would it be like like long and athletic i think more long be...
3: athletic than than big cuz he's so crafty i think you have to have some pretty quick twitch you have to be quick laterally because he's so good um just his ball skills you know talk always talk about quarterbacks handing it off and stuff but his ability to hand off i saw tonight where he put the ball would fake a handoff pass it behind his back like he's just got all of those you you said it great geometry angles he, he is yeah. very geometric in his approach to the game,
2: which is which is crazy. I mean, we talked about that pass. Vando tried to force into to Beasley, and it just wasn't there. He seems to. Speaking of Jokic, he seems to see that type of stuff so well and see those angles and and where guys are. I mean, it's it's impressive.
3: Yeah, and, and a big guy like Walker Kessler, like you should study the heck out of his tape. You know, that's one thing is a development. You find a couple pieces of guys' games that you could emulate. And I talk about hands, and I do believe Walker's got pretty good touch around the basket. Yes, So, you know, study that. See what you can incorporate and integrate. I I know, like, Akeem Olajuwon was kind of the guy that really advanced big man's footwork. You know, he was the dream and had the dream shake and all the pivots. And so, interesting what what each big guy brings to the game. Well, speaking of Walker Kessler, I guess uh, we've
2: got about 90 seconds of him with... uh the great Craig Bowler, Jack, whose voice is going to be on the post game tonight. Loving this. Let's go to that.
1: i happy with how he played, and I know coaches as well. Yeah, coach just mentioned uh, you came over and said, hey, man, I'm trying. And it, it's your first taste, uh, a real long look at Jokic tonight. If you gave yourself a grade out, what do you think? I mean, I thought you were in there and knocking shots and bodying up and taking all you could.
5: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really give myself grades. But, um, I mean, he's he's – Two time MVP, so he's definitely hard to guard, but um, you know, I, I think that I started to figure something out, but then he would, you know, he, he's a good player, he's a very good player. <laughs> About a learning experience, yeah, exactly. right? That's what exactly. this is, and that's what I'm trying to, you know, take
1: it as is this year, and it's, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a year to learn, so you know, without Mike tonight and Colin, you go to Nikhil, and I thought again, um. Uh, he was dialed in and really showed his leadership at at the point guard. No question.
5: I mean, he was ready to go and he played unbelievably. You know, I was super happy with how he played. Um, He's super fun to play with. Great teammate as well.
1: You know, uh, if you talk about the depth of this team, I thought it shined in a big way tonight. But what do you keep learning about yourself and about your teammates? About the just the gutty play that you guys continue to show.
5: Yeah, we don't give up. You know, no matter what what happens in the game, we fight. Every game, um, I think it says a lot about the guys. It says a lot about character. It says a lot about our staff. Um,
1: yeah, we don't give up. We keep fighting. Another fight, uh, not once but twice against Zion, who is playing some big time minutes right now, and another good good opportunity for you.
5: No question. You know he's another big time player, so it'll be another chance to learn and you know test myself. All right. Skywalker, thanks. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> <Skywalker>.
2: <laughs> All right, there you go. Walker Kessler didn't he also say the sheriff was one of his nicknames? I kind of like that one. I actually. know, I do too. That was the one that was uh, that was my favorite. Uh, really interesting listening to him talk about going up uh, against Jokic. Where it is kind of like one of those. He almost even used the word rookie. He Didn't, but he came close to saying, "I'm a rookie. I'm going up against him. It's tough. He's good. I mean, that's about what that
3: was the message right there. It, it, it was really hard. He's he's very good." But what's really promising is his outlook, like to be yeah. able to have that context and understanding because you know, some guys will take that and they've always been better than everybody else. They get to this level and somebody like that could just crush them. But he, he understands this is a process and a journey. He's on the tail end uh, or, you know, he's way further down the line. But I, I think it would should be exciting. But it's it, The fact that he uses them as a lesson. Awesome. That's what he needs to do. This is uh, Those reps right now, the most important thing he's getting is reps. And when you get reps against one of the best in the world, a lot of lessons. All right, let's uh, check out the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A.
2: Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Jazz tonight from the line, Coach. 17 of 21. 81%. Uh, most damage done by Kelly Olenek, who had six foul shots, six of six. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was four of five. The Nuggets uh, didn't take a ton of foul shots, Coach. Thirteen of sixteen, that is all. And ten of those came from Jokic, eight of ten. So
3: the rest of the team only took six foul shots. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I do like the number of foul shots. It shows the Jazz were being aggressive. and All those hustle things like rebounds and um you know the the assist numbers were good, but the Jazz played right there. Man, it was toe for toe, toe to toe, and uh, a couple of plays here, a couple of plays there, but a lot of, of really positive things came out of the, tonight, in my opinion.
2: Jazz had 20 assists on 39 made field goals. Jazz from three were 15 and 41 tonight, 36 percent, 46 ish percent from the field. Again, the Nuggets played well, 54.7 percent from the field. And uh, they actually had 28 assists on 47 made field goals. So, you know, Nikola Jokic is going to get others involved.
3: Yeah, he and the reason most nights he's going to shoot a free throw, that Arena's going to say, MVP, MVP, MVP. Well, it's technically true. But more of a chant.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> We'll uh we'll wrap things up coming up next. Stay tuned as the uh, jazz fall tonight to the Nuggets 115 to 110 postgame is brought to you by our friends Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own mysubaruis.com. More straight ahead, you're listening
1: to Utah Jazz Basketball. To the reaction, here from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach Tim Lacombe It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Here's Jake Scott.
2: Couple segments to go here on the postgame show. Jazz fall to the Nuggets, one fifteen to one ten. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe Postgame game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at dot com. You know, the second night of a Friday Saturday back to back, coach, and my math gets a little gets a little rusty.
3: Yeah, that's why we have counting to five gets more difficult. <laughs> Our guy, with, the guy with the real uh, accountability, and he's over there pushing the buttons and keeping us on the rails. So thank God. For Jameel, Jameel, I, I feel like
2: after ten on a Saturday night, we can pull back the curtains a little bit. I, I teased wrapping up the show in the last segment, get the break, and Jamil goes, i want to check your hey, sheet just to just to let you know <laughs> we've got two more left." So apologies again. Counting to five was never my, never my strength. Once I get above four, I get a little, uh, I get a little weak. Uh, all right, uh, it is your Utah Jazz post game. Jazz did fall one fifteen to one ten. Quick, quick update by the way. We've got this game going on in the uh, in the studio. BYU taking on number twenty one Creighton. This is down in Vegas. No, yes, okay. uh, yeah. The two minutes forty five seconds left to go in the game. BYU's got a nine point lead. So and shooting pitches, free throws. So you know. They should be able to hold on. I'm not trying to jinx anybody, but uh, you would think they should be
3: able to hold on to this one. This would be a huge win for the Cougs, and they've kind of controlled it, uh, from what I was able to see from the start. So resilient win for BYU in a tough, tough week. But that's always good to beat a ranked team. Yeah. The site. well, you know, tough loss to an in-state team.
2: Yes, bounce back with a with a, a tournament win down there in Vegas is probably. Uh, Probably a good thing. And then uh, as long as we're talking college basketball, the Aggies, right? They are... He's playing in, the next game right here. It, down there in Vegas, they're in the same tournament, right?
3: Yep, that's um, correct. They're standing in the tunnel waiting to
2: come on. Our guy, Scotty G, down there in his home Scotty's away from some, home. Some scouting. Loyola, 8-3, and three, Utah State, 7-0. and oh. So uh, that game will be
3: uh, starting Shortly and Loyola Marymount actually their head coaches from Salt Lake, Stan Johnson. Oh yeah, Taylorsville kid and uh, coach of the University of Utah. How about that? Brother-in-law is Johnny Bryant.
2: real small so the basketball world,
3: world is. Tight. It's a small one. Yeah,
2: yeah. So there he goes. So the Aggies, both local teams. This, uh, if BYU does hold on, this certainly would be a big win for them. Jazz had an opportunity to win tonight, Coach. Uh, they had. Uh, Trouble ex- executing down the stretch, made some mistakes, maybe some missed calls uh, in there, too. It was the recipe for a five-point loss. But given that uh, the Jazz really were without a of the significant portion of their production, uh, this was a, a fine effort for them.
3: Yeah, it was a, a game I didn't have a ton of expectations. So the way the Jazz came out with fight, I, mean, I was really impressed because I think there wasn't – A time that they could say, hey, schedule's finally caught up with us. We just kind of got rolled over. This team's still not been really blown out. I mean, um, they've been in most every game. uh, Most recently, games have been right there. Um, you know, right there down the wire. So it is frustrating right now, but I think the root cause, you understand why these turnovers are happening. If it was your typical crew out there all the time, you'd say, oh man, we got real issues. But these guys, young guys, we talked about it. There are new roles they're learning um, and they've just got to get a better handle on time and score some of those issues you and I have talked about this a few times I don't think this team's going to get blown out very much
2: period no I do mean, I the, the effort and it is a, a good team full of talented players and you know maybe they, they finish as a playoff team maybe they don't but I don't see them getting wiped off the floor many nights even you know you and I should have seen this hard fight coming because this is what this Jazz team has done even when they have been down players. So when they've lost games that hasn't been by blowouts, they've kept it close because they they fight hard. And I I do think so far in his young coaching career, Will Hardy is, is proving to be more than capable.
3: Yes, uh, I've been really impressed and it's you look at things across the board, but I've been impressed with when, when he needs to be stern and, and you know, tough he can be. Um, he certainly has a real plan and vision. Um, and, and he stays consistent to that. You don't see him bouncing around a lot. and uh, so I've been really impressed with that. And then just his, his way with the media, it is really impressive he can he can be very serious, but then at the end of the interview he can you know crack a joke. I just like that he's very comfortable in his own skin. My first read my initial blink on him was a young Jerry Sloan this is a guy who's going to be doing this for a long time at a very high level and will be talked about for a long time that was my initial just shaking his hand looking him in the eye that was who I was talking to
2: seems to have a personality where he He's not going to have a whole lot of trouble identifying and communicating with his players, I would guess
3: no, because I don't think he has a you know I think if the only time you do if you don't want to you spill the beans or let them in on the secret, but I don't think any there's no secrets here. I don't think he's paranoid about anything. I think he wants collaboration and team approach. He's not worried about who gets credit because in the end, I think he understands you have a successful team, everybody involved trainer, manager, strength person, everybody involved is going to win. That's just how it works.
2: Man, Coach, did I doom the Cougs? I may have. Oh, and BYU just turned it over again. Uh, BYU now leads Creighton 79-76 with, uh, let's see here, a minute 40 to go. So Creighton pressing for some turnovers and have made this a ball game again. So if BYU loses this, feel free to... Oh, and BYU just turned it over again. Oh man, that was
3: a skip pass. To oh the bench. man, um, I, I'm kind of counting to see if Creighton has eight guys out there because that's what it looks like. It does. I see blue
2: jerseys. Boy, flying they're around. all over the place. All right, we'll keep you updated on that. We'll keep an eye on it, and uh, it uh, as it ends, we'll let you know how it does. But coming up next, we'll get you your play of the game. And we'll wrap this bad boy up. Stay tuned. Jazz post game. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe. Jazz fall one fifteen to one ten. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. at dot You are listening to
1: Utah Jazz basketball.
2: To a gym. I like that one. There's our guy, David Locke. Play the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMAuto.com. driven by you. Jazz post game, Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe, 115 to 110. Your final, the Jazz fall tonight to the Denver Nuggets. Post game uh, brought to you by. Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com tonight. The Jazz uh, shot 46% from the field. They were 15 and 41 from three, uh, 36.6%. Led tonight by Na. Nikhil Alexander Walker, who had 27 points, three rebounds, and uh, two assists in the uh, losing effort. The Jazz got 19 from Taylen Horton Tucker, 19 from Malik Beasley as well. Kelly Olynyk almost a double double, 18 points, nine rebounds to lead the way. Walker Kessler with 10 points, eight rebounds, and three block shots in just 22 minutes coming in off the bench. But for Denver, they got A performances out of their A players. Triple-double for Nikola Jokic, 31 points, 14 assists, 12 rebounds, 30 points for Jamal Murray, uh, 5 assists, 4 rebounds for him, and Boywood inefficient. efficient, 30 points for Jamal, 13 of 19 shooting. Aaron Gordon had 15. Catavius uh, Caldwell-Pope had 15 as well. And as we talked about before, Coach, Denver played well uh, tonight. They got a victory, but they had to fight hard to get it.
3: They did. I, that had to have been a, a, a sweet you know concession for the jazz they they definitely pushed them right to the limit i know everybody involved wanted to win the game and and there'll be opportunities to see why but i i think again Tonight was about development. You know, Walker Kessler getting those opportunities to guard Jokic and you know, all in his greatness and learn lessons, pick up some things that maybe you can use down the road uh, against him, uh, not having the evening he had. Um, I just thought the team rallied through a really tough situation. Really impressed. Really, uh, I, I think that everybody involved should be pretty pretty pleased with the evening.
2: Got to tighten it up. You know, and, and you tell me this, uh, coaches. You know don't like losing ball games, of course, but probably like hard play and then something to go back and review on film, you know some teaching moments there in the fourth quarter tough to I'm sure watch your team real time turn the ball over like that uh but it does give yourself something to point at and something to learn
3: from and not actually made the comment in his in his uh availability you know his he was saying how much more in the clutch you 've got to be locked into that scout report, understand personnel, um, really lock into where I need to be on certain actions and how to guard them, understanding time and score so you know we'll call this a self-awareness game you know i thought that that phrase was well used by coach hardy something that every player can can certainly get better at um this team's got a bunch of young guys contributing but man you got to love the fight
2: well and what to know when your team needs you right i mean uh, you know it's it's probably pretty easy to defer to mike conley down the stretch oh yeah you know? of course the, the, hey let's let's put the ball in the legend's hands and let him make good decisions, you know. If you're Nikhil Alexander-Walker and you want to eventually, you know, be the legend with the ball in his hands, you've got to start somewhere and uh, pick it on Nikhil a little bit. But you could you could throw Talon Horton-Tucker into this mix and, and most of these young jazz players.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, to me, no question, uh, an opportunity for these young guys. And, again, pieces that you're trying to build this new uh, this new branch of the jazz ba- of jazz basketball. So good opportunity to see these guys. Good lessons learned. You want to win the game. You want to win every single one of them. Uh, but you understand while you're fi- falling short, and you know this team you're playing, they're, they're no slouch. All right. Before we
2: sign off, and I realize we're talking jazz basketball, and, and fans out there listening to us are not watching BYU basketball. But is BYU trying to lose this game? <laughs> I, they have left the door open. At least a dozen times here in the last two minutes. And now they lead by one, and Creighton has the ball.
3: Is it the broadcaster jinx?
2: I think it was us, man. I think we did it. We basically called this game over. Well, they were up what?
3: They were up 11 or 12. With 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 three minutes minutes to go? go. I guess that was naive we've all seen crazier things happen uh,
2: i suppose but now they lead by one with 30 seconds to go and Creighton has the ball and byu struggling to get rebounds and uh, has turned the ball over a ton so
3: one thing i yeah. found just you know public service announcement dance cams they're not the most favorable thing for most i i think we should I think you we can, can find something else yeah, just just give it a wave you know a thumbs up how you doing but so you get all into it, a little creepy, man. I'm not Jamil. You're with me on that, okay? Or I, mean, how, I don't want to kill the, bu- the vibe. But how about just the
2: only competitors for ja- uh, for dance camps, twelve and under? You know, I know could what deal I mean? Like, that. A, like I could watch a kid jam out all night. They, they, they. they you go,
3: oh man, that's awesome. But I mean, like, some people, I'd be like, hey, stop dancing, and I'll buy you that hat. Right? You don't, uh, uh,
2: But a but a forty five year old just uh, grooving usually doesn't do it for me yeah I'm, I'm with you Jamil. all right we want to say thanks <coughs> excuse me to everyone who uh helped with the broadcast tonight thanks to david lock and ron boone appreciate all their work big thanks uh, as well to the broadcast assistants helping out with us tonight thanks to Jamil hawkins who is executive producer of the Jazz Broadcast. Thank you uh, to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. <coughs> Excuse me. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, appreciate you. Love coming to
3: work every night with uh, Jamil and Jake, the, the, the Jays. Creighton just tied it with the free throw line. How about that? 115-110 to 110 is your final Jazz
2: fall to the Denver Nuggets. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Tuesday night. The Jazz are back home. They have a game against the New Orleans Pelicans, in fact, Tuesday and Thursday nights, both home games. Uh, that game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.
1: You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.